Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? Matthew Bivens here, and welcome to another episode of the Having It All podcast. I'm happy you're here today. I'm grateful. I am appreciative of the time that you're choosing to invest here in this conversation, and I love it because this is a deposit it's a deposit that you are making into your tank. And it's really incredible whenever we take the time to make these deposits. And so I appreciate you for doing that, for being the example, and for inspiring me. Yes. So today's episode is a cool one. It is inspired by one of you. I'm going to be reading an email. And I think that the core of this email, the topic of this email, is something that all of us can probably relate to. It's about saying no, learning how to say no in our lives without feeling guilty. I know that's something that I struggled with for a long time and still have some challenges with from time to time, but I have done some very intentional things to shift that and to, uh, to get to a place where you know I'm very clear as to what I will say yes and no to, and I can do it without feeling any guilt. So I think you're going to love that conversation. And let's kick things off with some magic. I'm going to talk about where I have influenced myself this past week. And it's actually around something that's been very challenging for me. I didn't expect it. So in general, things around raising a kid, raising Maya, my beautiful baby girl, have been pretty easy. You know, I never feared being a father. Um, I never really feared the added responsibility um, and any of those things. But potty training has totally kicked my butt. And, you know, for any, any parent out there who's gone through it, you've had your experience of it. And for, for you who is planning to have a family and maybe has been worried about potty training, it's not the same for everybody. But today has been one of those just butt-kicking days for me. And uh, I have just haven't been effective in the things that I'm trying to do uh, and who I'm trying to be with Maya. And so the magic for me has been influencing myself to shift my attitude multiple times today. Because there were times when I was so fed up with her. 
<laughs> really, I was frustrated at myself. But it's easy to take that out, you know, want to take it out on somebody else. And so there were times today where I was just so done. I was done emotionally, physically. I was just done. And I found myself catching myself wanting to place the blame on Maya, wanting to blame this almost two-year-old little human, little amazing human, uh, that I'm having a tough time managing my emotions. And, you know, so what went down is the type of potty training that Sarah and I are doing, it's full immersion. Since five days ago, we've been, you know, we cleared our schedules. Maya has, Maya has been running around the house naked and we're just watching her like a hawk, trying to learn her signals when she has to pee and poop. And then when we see those signals, we move her to the potty or we, you know, talk her over to the potty and all that stuff. And it's, it's to do that, um, that approach, you just have to be vigilant. You have to be committed. And so today, I just let my commitment, I got a little bit relaxed. And, you know, I wasn't watching her like a hawk. I wasn't really paying attention to all those movements because I was tired. I had been I had been up late past couple of nights just working on different things and I had a full day today of of uh, of work, clients, all the stuff and I was just tired. And so when it came to, you know, there was a couple of instances where she just pooped on the floor, all over the floor and then just decided to pee all over the place and I was so done. So so frustrated. But in the midst of that, I, I did have this moment of clarity that was like, you know what, this is about me and this is about me not sticking to the commitment of how we wanted to do this. And that for me is magic because Sarah has been out of the house for the afternoon and I had every intention when she came home to sit down and say, I don't think this is the right time for this. This is not working because of X, Y, and Z. I don't want to do it because of A, B, and C, and I think we should wait and do it later. That's 100% how I felt. So being able to influence myself to just shift my thoughts, really you know, own my responsibility in Maya having her, her accidents, um, that to me has been magic because that doesn't always happen, and it could have easily gone down another path. So me sharing my magic, I do that so that you can learn from these examples and so that... You can also think about the magic that you're creating because you are. You know, you're creating magic all the time. If you decided to drink some juice instead of uh, a, a super caffeinated coffee, then boom, that's magic. That's influencing yourself to do something that's powerful and healthy for you. So that's all we're doing here. We're just becoming more aware of all the amazing magical moments in our lives. Yes. I got some listener love now. I really want to acknowledge this person um, because I just appreciate the outreach. It's really great, and there's so much of it. It's it's wild, and um, I'm I'm enjoying Instagram more and more these days. Uh, not uh, not in terms of posting, because if any of you follow me on Instagram, I never post anything. <laughs> I have I think twelve pictures up there, and I never really post. But uh, I like it for connecting with folks. Uh, I like it for following other people. And then increasingly recently for having conversations with you. So Penelope, I appreciate you reaching out. Uh, you reached out after listening to the episode, what does it look like to create your ideal life right now? 
that was definitely a fun episode to do. That was one that I just felt inspired and jumped on the mic. And so I'm happy that it resonated with you and your note was awesome. Um, I, I love the fact that the show, that episode got you thinking and that you walked away from it just feeling like you were on a higher vibe. That's dope. That's super cool. So Penelope, thank you so much for reaching out. And if you want to connect on Instagram, you can follow me and message me and do all that stuff. Matthew underscore Bivens. And like I said, I don't post a lot. I may or may not get into posting on Instagram, but um, I do like it for connecting and uh, and checking out what other people are doing and, and all that cool stuff. So you can get in touch with me there. You can also reach out to me directly, mattcbivens at gmail.com. And I'd love to receive feedback on the show, things that you've liked from the show, ideas. If you have topics that you want to pitch me, like if you have a situation you want me to, to give feedback on, like I'm going to be doing today, please let me know. You know, this show is for you. It really is, 100%. This is for you. And so when you tell me what you want to have addressed, that's, that's the best because then I'm knowing that it's touching you right in the space that you need to be touched and that sounded awkward. <laughs> so, yeah, so you know what I mean by that. So anyway, reach out, Instagram, email. You can go to my website, matthewbimmons.com. Get in touch. All right. Before I jump into the episode, I want to give a quick plug to the awesome tool that is available to you on my website called the Abundance Benchmark. And it's there for you to get feedback, to get awareness around those opportunities that you have in those six Fs, faith, family, friends, fitness, finance, and fun. And so you, you download the assessment, you read through it, you score yourself, and then bam, you now know where you're at. And that serves as a baseline so that you can grow and heal and transform and just step into the greater version of yourself. But that doesn't happen unless you have a baseline. And that's what the Abundance Benchmark does. So it's on the website, matthewbivens.com, right there on the homepage. A bunch of you have already downloaded it. And I love that. I love that you're taking a proactive position in creating your abundant, loving life. Because it doesn't happen if you're passive and just watching things go by. You know, I, I, I believe in, in law of attraction in a way. And I've talked about that in past, past episodes. So I, I do believe that, you know, you put those things out there, put that energy and that intention out there. However, I also feel like there needs to be a perspective shift sometimes and a behavioral action shift. And so that's the, these are the types of things that the Abundance Benchmark helps you do, helps create that awareness so that you can change that, that perception, adopt new beliefs, get into a new line of action so that you can create new results in your life. Yes. All right, I'm inspired by it. Yes, go check it out. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And let's jump into this episode. How to say no. Man. So I have been a yes person for a long time. So many years of my life, I adopted the yes mentality even when it was to my, what, detriment, you know, when it, when, it, when it didn't serve me. And I think that's, that's when we want to learn how to say no, when we recognize that saying yes all the time is not serving us. Because what happens is we are spread so freaking thin by saying yes when people have requests of us, when coworkers need us to help with projects or take things over, when our family wants to... to overstay their welcome and and crash at our place or borrow money or whatever it is. We just want to say yes all the time. So I totally get where this listener is coming from. Uh, And this one comes from, I'm actually going to, I'm not going to say your your real name. So today you're going to be Martha. This one comes from Martha. And I'm going to hear, I'm going to read what Martha had to say. And I've, I've changed a couple things in the email. But Martha wanted to know, uh, how do I say no to a family member when they ask me to watch their kids so they can go on a date with their husband after I've worked 10 hours trying to tackle a client's project? And how do I say no to my daughter who wants to spend time with friends after she did poorly on a test because she decided to wing it instead of study? How do I say no to my boyfriend who wants to spend money outside of our budget? How do I say no while keeping the peace with others and within myself and not let the guilt get to me. I think that would be a great podcast, mostly for myself, but maybe there are others out there that feel the same way. So Martha, yes, there are others out there who feel the same way. Even if I'm the only one who feels that way, (laughs) I still am going to get something by tackling this topic today. And I will start by saying that saying no is a muscle. And if you don't use it, if you don't rep that muscle often, it's weak. And when it's weak, you're not good at it. So if you're not great at saying no, don't blame yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Recognize it's because you aren't practiced at it. You aren't skilled at saying no. You haven't strengthened that muscle. You haven't strengthened that part of you. That's simply it. And saying no can and will get easier when you work on that muscle. So how do you work on that muscle? Well, there are a few things that when you get very clear on these things, saying no becomes easier, right? And then when it's easier, then you do it more and more. So when you're very clear on the value of your time, when you're very clear on your priorities, when you're very clear on your bigger why or your mission, when you're very clear on your values or very clear on your standards, you know, some of those things are going to overlap, by the way. But when you have clarity in those areas, it allows you to receive a request from somebody and from a place of, you know, a lot of times not attachment, you aren't attached to the emotions around it, you can say no. You can be, listen, this doesn't align with my priorities or doesn't align with my my, my, my values or this goes against my mission, what I'm playing for right now. So I appreciate that you want my time, my energy, my money, my space, my love, 
but I'm going to say no. Now, saying no is not easy, <laughs> you know, and, and for, for those folks who have been intentional about making that shift in their lives to be a person who is clear about what they want to say yes to so that they can say no to other things, even when you are clear, even when you have the, you know, you know the value of your time and you know your priorities and all that great stuff, it's still challenging, you know, because we want to please people. We want to be liked by people. We don't want people to be angry with us or frustrated with us or disappointed in us. We want to feel like folks can trust us, like folks can count on us. And so a lot of times we believe that saying no means that we are now a bad person, we are mean, all of that stuff. And I, and I think that's just the, the things that our mind concocts because I know when I have made a request of somebody and they've been clear as to the important things that are going on with them and they say no to me confidently and without any additional fluff, it's like, okay, cool, got it. I can respect that and I can keep it moving. You know, I, I, I can't think right now off the top of my head when, some, when I made a request and somebody from a powerful place said no and I felt some type of way about it. And if I did, guess what? That's my, that's my deal. It has nothing to do with them. So let's go through some of these things um, and, and unpack them a little bit so that to help you to just get firm in, in who you are, what you stand for, all that great stuff so that you can go out and say no more, more easily. So the first one is really knowing the value of your time. And I'm not necessarily talking about dollar amount value, although that's how I look at it for myself honestly, a lot of times. Um, for me, what, saying no happens a lot when people are requesting my time for business or networking things. You know, I, I have uh, people who want to meet up for coffee or this or that. And I used to say yes all of the time. I felt like, you know, if I had an opportunity to meet with somebody and connect with them face to face, I need to take it because who knows where that could go. Who knows who this person knows and who they can connect me with or what project they have in mind for me or whatever. I, had, I, I would never have any way of knowing that if I didn't say yes to the opportunity. So I said yes to a lot of opportunities. And what inevitably would happen is that I would fill my calendar up with these different meetings or meetups or networking things or get-togethers amongst you know, business acquaintances and then I would feel frustrated that I didn't create time in my, in my calendar for my client work or for per, uh, recording podcasting or, or producing shows, publishing shows, doing some of the other things that are clearly important to me. So I started to look at how much was my time worth, you know, and for me that helped. I said, okay, I, I looked at the numbers of, you know, what I make on different projects and and then different things like that. And I said, okay, an hour of my time is worth this amount. All right, great. So am I willing to essentially forfeit this money, you know, this amount of money to go and meet up with this person? And, you know, it was a very loose criteria that I used. And I obviously had other factors that went into whether or not I would say yes to somebody. But that was very simple for me to create and to look at. And I could be very objective. And what I also did was, I created a no, but blank, blank, blank. And so in my case, um, I do things, uh, I do fitness things throughout the week. And so if somebody wanted access to me, 
if somebody wanted my time for a business meeting or a networking thing and they were a no for me, I would say no, but on Tuesday nights, I'm going to be here and on Saturday mornings, I'm going to be here. It would be great. We can connect and talk while we're jogging. And what's funny is when I started instituting that for myself, people took me up on it. It was it was amazing. It was like, you know, I didn't think people would be interested in, in having a business networking conversation while they were running four miles, but some folks were. And you know what's cool? The folks who were down for that, who who were who were willing to step into something unknown, like that was awesome to me. That's that said a lot to me about their character, about you know their, how open minded they were, and that put me in a space to want to explore what you know what they had, what their offer was, or or, or possibilities between us. So for me, um, the value of my time, I actually did put a dollar amount on it, and then I also created a plan B for those folks that, you know, if you still wanted to, to access me, I'm going to be here at these places. Here you go. So for you, maybe it's a value of your time that is straight up dollars. And you know, like, listen, this is how much uh, that my time is worth to me. And then you can use that number to determine whether or not you want to, to, to you know, connect with somebody. But value of your time, you know, there, you can look at it in other ways as well, because time we don't get back. You know, it's it's cliche to say, but there's a finite amount of time in the day. So, you know, you want to really look at how you are spending your time. And you want to look at, is the time that you're spending making deposits in you, in some type of way? You know, because a lot of times in the show, when I talk about making deposits, I'm talking about, you know, you're exercising or you're meditating and you're very, doing very intentional things that are adding to your, to your tank, to your, your fuel tank. But also when you're getting into engagements or conversations or, you know, you're doing things for people who are asking things from your time, you know, there's an aspect of that that you want to get something out of it. And it might start out as as being an altruistic thing. I get a great sense of fulfillment by helping other people. But as we all know, that can quickly go by the wayside when so many people are here knocking at your door asking for you because... You know, when folks know that you are a yes person, they're going to take advantage of it. So understanding the value of your time in your own terms is incredibly important because then it gives you an opportunity to say, okay, is this worth my time? And from there, you can more objectively say yes or no. And I say more objectively because, you know, there is still emotion tied up in this stuff. Like we're human. And again, saying no, a lot of times there's an emotional component to it. So I'm not going to say that you're going to be completely objective and robotic and be able to just, you know, black and white, yes or no. But when you understand the value of your time, it makes those decisions a lot easier to make. This segues into the second thing that when you get clear on your priorities, it also makes saying no easier. So what's important to you? You know, like in, in a day, in a 24-hour in a span, how do you want to spend that time? What are the things that are important for you to, to do, to complete, to start, or to experience throughout your day? And you know that when you engage in those things, no matter how your day flows, you end up feeling great. Now, this is something that is beneficial to do in general, but it can also obviously help when saying no. So for myself, I know that you know a lot of my time during the week 
is spent either recording podcasts or producing and publishing podcasts. And so that to me is important. That's a priority of mine. So if somebody was going to make a request of me, and let's say I had a, a finite amount of time left in my schedule, and that time was time that I was intending to spend on you know, a podcasting project, I know that, hey, listen, podcasting is super important to me. That's one of my priorities. And that's an easy no for me. It really is. Or family time, right? Like spending time with, with Maya and Sarah is super, super important to me. And so having that time carved out on my schedule, it's easy for me to say no to things when that request is going to cut into my family time because that's a priority to me. And remember how I said a lot of this stuff overlaps with values? It does because you know family is one of the things that I value uh, in, in, incredibly. So getting clear on what those priorities are for you. And you can take it a step further. I've talked about time blocking in the past. And you know, time blocking is this idea of taking those priorities and looking at your roles, looking at the different roles that you have, uh, you, you fulfill in your life. So for me, it might be the role as a father, as an entrepreneur, as a husband, as a lover, as a friend, looking at those different roles and figuring out what's most important in each one of those roles. And then the time block concept is you literally carve out time on your schedule throughout a week for those different roles. And you start there. You start your schedule, your weekly schedule, with the things that are going to fulfill the most important things in your most important roles. And then around those things, you fill in the smaller details, you know, maybe some, some errands or some work to do items and things like that. That's how you can use priorities. And, you know, if you're a person like me who likes to schedule things, the time blocking method is how you can actually take your priorities and put them on paper, make them a little bit more tangible than simply thinking about them and hoping that you'll be able to remember those priorities when you're presented with a situation where somebody is making a request of you. So valuing your time, knowing the value of your time, knowing your priorities. The next one is the bigger why. That's that mission statement one. And, you know, it's kind of a no-brainer why this one would be in there, for me at least, because once I got very clear on my mission statement for this time in my life, uh, my, the bigger why for this time in my life, it really served as a what's the word, maybe a a measuring stick that I could measure other things up against in the sense that my mission statement was clearly, it clearly defined what I wanted to experience in my life, who I wanted to become in my life, the goals that I had for myself in in a broad sense. All of that was clearly laid out in this one statement. So when a person would come to me and make a request, I could simply look at my mission statement and say, does this request align with what I'm playing for? And if it was a yes, then cool. It was easier for me to say yes to it. If it was a no, it was very clear and very easy for me to say no. And again, this, I know it can come across sounding, sounding robotic, sounding unemotional. And I get that. And today, right now, I don't necessarily pull my mission statement out when a person makes a request of me because I know when something aligns with what I'm playing for and when something doesn't. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, you know, using the mission statement is great when people make big requests. And it might come in handy when people make small requests, when somebody just wants you to help them move, right? Maybe that's something that, uh, that, they, that they want from you. And you can still use something like a mission statement to help with that. What is even, in my opinion, more helpful when somebody makes a small request is knowing your standards. Knowing your standards for the different types of relationships and even friendships that you have in your life. So one of the things that I worked on with my life coach was what we call ITP standards and OTP standards. So if you're, if you're from the Atlanta area, then you know what ITP and OTP stand for. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's what acronym for inside the perimeter and outside the perimeter. And that's referring to a highway that goes around the city of Atlanta. So, you know, you say, hey, I'm from Atlanta. And that typically means you're, you're inside the perimeter. And then all the suburbs are outside of the perimeter. So how that, how that translates over to this friend conversation is that your ITP people, those are like your inner circle of friends. And, and like you're, you know, you're really close, the close people in your life. You know, like those are your confidants. Those are your ride or die people. Those are the, the folks that you go to when you need something, when something goes down, when whatever it is, those, that's like your crew, the ITP. The OTP, that's outside the perimeter. That's your outer circle of friends. So OTP might be people that, you know, maybe you went to high school with them or went to college with them and you guys have a great bond, but they're not like your, those people that you're going to turn to uh, and, and share great news with or, you know, turn to when you need a favor or whatever. They're just, they're people that you have a relationship with and you're friendly and you're cordial and you have love for them, but they're just not in the innermost part of your circle. So we have an un, a lot of times an unwritten understanding of what it means to be in ITP and what it means to be OTP. A lot of times it's unwritten, right? Like you just feel it. Like, yeah, so-and-so is in, she's closer to me, so-and-so is out, nah, she's not really like, yeah, she's cool, you know, we, we hung out in college, but, you know, that's kind of where she is. What I'm saying is when you actually take the next step to write down what those standards are, then you can use that as a criteria when people are asking things of you, when people make requests of you. So some of the, the standards that I have around those people who are like my ride-to-die crew are things like, you know, are they folks who can have raw, honest, authentic, vulnerable conversations about anything? 
even if it's uncomfortable, we can go in and we can have a conversation about it. Are these people who are committed to their personal greatness, whatever that means for them, they're committed to constantly learning and understanding themselves. They're, they're committed to constantly sharpening their saw. They're committed to you know, exploring themselves and, and strengthening themselves in all these different ways. Is that, you know, that's the type of person that I want, like, riding next to me, sitting on my right-hand side. That's the type of person. And so for that type of person, I'm willing to do more than I am for an OTP person. I might be willing to loan that person money or let them crash at my house for a week or, you know, let them borrow my car, right? So there's things that I will allow and I, I, will, I will do for those people who are in my ITP that I might not do for people who are in my OTP. And because I've, I've sat down and I've written those things out, you know, I have the document that has, these are my standards and here's what I'll do for you if you're ITP and here's my standards for OTP and here's what I'll do for you if, if you're in that group. Then it makes, it makes it easier when folks make a request of me. I can say, you know, is that person, like, are they part of my innermost? And all right, they are cool. So here's what I'm willing to do for my innermost crew. All right, no problem. I got you. Or maybe they're asking something that's a little bit like, you know, they're more on the periphery, but they're really making a request of me that, that is reserved for that, that, that close group of people. Then, you know, it's easier for me to say no. Again, it's not easy. It still might be challenging, but it's easier for me to say no because I have criteria. It doesn't necessarily mean that I share it with them. You know, I just might be like, listen, no, that doesn't work for me. So, you know, I, I, you know, I can't help you there. Again, this is the third time I'm saying it, but I think it need it it, it's, uh, it can be repeated that this stuff isn't meant to sound stale and robotic and unemotional. When you get clear on these things, when you just go through that exercise, it creates freedom for you. It creates possibilities and options for you because you have clarity around who you are, around what's important to you, around what you stand for. Sitting down and writing, writing your priorities out or figuring out the value of your time, that, that can be a very personal exercise and you don't have to share it with anybody. This can be something that just you write down in your journal and you figure out what your values are and you, you get your standards written out and boom, you've got it. You've gone through the exercise and you're clear on it for yourself. You don't have to share those things with anybody. But I guarantee it will then impact your perception it'll impact your behavior. And then that ultimately will impact the results and the things you experience in life. So that'll probably be the last time I say it, maybe, but I just wanted to really hammer that point home. This stuff on the surface might sound stale, but it really serves, it serves you. It truly serves you and it enriches your life and your, your experience. So I went a little bit out of order, but I talked about the value of your time, talked about priorities, talked about bigger why, talked about standards. Um, and the last thing to get very clear on are your values, you know, your, your values themselves. And, you know, getting clear on your values have so many freaking benefits, you know, because that's, that's like what you feel in your, in your heart is most important to you. And how can, I don't think you can make an argument that knowing what's important to you is, is a bad thing, Right. So getting clear on your values means that, you know, you understand that, hey, if family is one of your values, if 
honesty or integrity or, or love or generosity, or if those are your values, great. What you want to do, make a list of them. I start with making a list of 10. And then you want to whittle that list of 10 down to about six or seven. And then once you have that six or seven values, what does it, what does it look like when you feel that value? What has to happen in order for you to feel integrity, in order for you to feel love? Get very, very clear on that because the way that you define your values, even if we have the same value, if we both value family, the way that you feel and experience and define family might be very, very, very different from how I feel and experience and define family. So getting clear on that for yourself means that when you go out into the world and people start making those requests of you, you know whether or not that person or that request really lines up with what you value. And again, it makes it easier for you to say yes or for you to say no once you have that clarity. A lot of times I was challenged with saying no because I hadn't done that internal introspection and really just just exploring of myself with the things that were important to me, the things that I prioritized. I wasn't clear as to how valuable my time was. And I would assume that maybe this person can do more with their time if I'm here to help them free it up than I can. So I wasn't valuing my time, right? So getting clear on those five things can help make it easier when somebody makes that request. And so for you, Martha, because remember, all of this was inspired by your email. When, you know, your your family member is requesting your time so that you can watch their kids so that they can go out and do things. It's probably because it's clashing with some of your values. Maybe it's clashing with your your feelings around taking care of yourself, self-love, or maybe around health, right? Or when your your daughter is making that request, it's probably clashing with your feelings and, and your values around consequences or maybe integrity or education. And when your boyfriend makes that request and he wants to spend that money outside the budget, maybe it's clashing with your feelings around financial maturity or responsibility or character. Now, you feel it inside, but if you aren't very clear on those things, if you aren't very clear on those values, if you aren't very clear on your standards and all of that stuff, then you just kind of, you sense it and you feel it, but you don't really know, you can't pinpoint it and you don't know what to do with that feeling. So I think for you, it'd be fantastic to go through those, those things that I laid out there um, and spend some time thinking about that for yourself. Spend some time creating that clarity in those areas for yourself. Because in my experience, that helps tremendously when people start making requests of you. And I also just want to say again that Saying no doesn't mean you are a bad person. Doesn't mean that you don't care for, for, for other people, right? You are not responsible for their feelings of, of being let down or being frustrated. That's not, that's not your responsibility. That's not something for you to carry. 
because they made a request with expectations. Now, in the beginning, they might feel that way because they're probably used to you operating in a certain way. And that's okay because they're going to get used to the new norm when it comes to asking things of you. And that's fine. And once that new norm is established, boom, they understand the boundaries because now they're getting, they're getting some, some glimpses of your standards and how you're holding your standards. Okay, then people start to recognize, okay, you are a person I can go to for this. I'm not going to take these other things to you though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to go find somebody else who's a, who a yes person and see if I can get that from them. So you can let go of those feelings of guilt. You can let go of those feelings of, I feel bad if I say no. All right? So I want to leave you with a couple of tips and then an action item. Uh, the first tip for being able to say no is to just get clear on all those things that I, I outlined above. Get clear on the value of your time, your priorities, your bigger why, your values, your standards, all of that stuff. It's going to be tremendously beneficial to you in so many areas of your life. It's going to help in many, many other areas beyond simply saying no, but it will absolutely help in saying no. Second tip, when you say no, when somebody makes a request of you and you say no, simply say that. You don't need to apologize. I'm sorry, but this and that. Nah, you don't need to rationalize. You don't need to make excuses. And definitely don't lie. Sometimes we want to say, you know, can you do this? No, because I have this going on and it may not be true. Uh, Don't do that. You simply say no and you can say no and be clear and be firm because you've done the work to get clear on those things that are important to you. And the third tip is that a lot of times you might be tempted to say, "Mm, I'll think about it. It's okay to say that if it is something that you are actually going to think about because you're truly considering it. If you're saying, I'll think about it so that you can buy some time, when you really know that you want to say no, then just muster up the courage to say no. Because all you're doing when you say, I'll think about it, or, you know, eh, let, me, let me see, I'll get back to you. All you're doing in that case, when you are clear that you want to say no, you're just stretching out the anxiety. You're just stretching out the feeling of, of, of tension within you until you finally get to the point where you either muster up courage later on down the road or you're hoping something happens and they just, they, they, they retract their request and, they, you know, they go and find somebody else so you don't have to even deal with it. That's all you're doing. If you know you want to say no, say it and be done. All right, so your action item and the action item for you listening right now is to practice saying no. I want you to practice saying no throughout this next week. It's Tuesday right now. From Tuesday to Tuesday, just practice saying no to small things. You will be presented with so many opportunities in the next seven days, I promise you. And so all you're wanting to do is say no four times, four times in the next week. Remember, it's a muscle. You have a no muscle in you. And right now it's just weak. So all we want to do in the next week is simply practice. As you practice it more and more, you're going to feel more comfortable saying no to people. And the reality is that when you say no to someone else, 
It's really because you're saying yes to yourself and you're saying yes to the things that are truly important to you. It's one of those things that builds upon itself because whenever you're saying no, right, for, for, for that other person's request, you're just validating those things that are really important to you. You're adding strength to them. Okay? So that's what I, uh, that's how I feel about the no situation. And, you know, I, I, I get it. I go through it. I go through it. And, you know, it's just something that I try to keep top of my mind and try to remind myself of those things that are important and what I'm playing for and all that great stuff. So I get it's not easy, but as you start to rep it, it becomes easier. And you really just are are strengthening how you feel about yourself and the things that you're committed to and the things that you're interested in. It just adds more fuel to all of that. You know, it's a, it really is a, a, an act of self-love when you say no to those things that truly aren't aligned. So I'm excited for you, Martha. I'm excited for you uh, listening right now who are experiencing the frustrations and want to learn how to say no as well. And let me uh, reach out to me and share with me your experience. I want to hear it. I want to hear what's worked for you and what hasn't. And, uh, you know, the four instances where you said no in the upcoming week. That'd be awesome. Let's support one another. MattCBivens at gmail.com or you can go to the website, MatthewBivens.com. Contact me. Fill that little thing out. Just drop your notes in there. And uh, yeah, get in touch. Stay in touch. And let's just keep this thing rolling because... When we're saying no to the stuff, the distractions that come up in our lives, and we're saying yes to our abundant, loving experience of life. I dig it. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. My name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved. Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.